Yes, we are. We're just launching it right now. I mean, we did have one previous a while back, but now we're at a point where looking at getting ready to launch the next product line with what's going on with COVID and everything, and it's a good strategic time for us to step back, shore up the things we want, and be prepared, because that's, that's kind of what I feel like the mode we've been in with this COVID is really forward-looking and saying, okay, we've got this time, let's use this to our advantage, and that's really what we're trying to do here. So we're just starting that raise right now. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are really excited to be joined by a former guest, Noah Miller, the CEO of Black Dog LED. And Noah, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you back. I remember saying when you were on the show back, oh, geez, it was like September, that we could do like five shows, <laughs> five shows with you. For our new listeners, if you want to hear an awesome show about LED lights and how they work with growing cannabis, go back and check out episode 142. Really cool stuff. Uh, before we talk about everything that's happened since that last time we spoke, let's do a quick recap. Black Dog LED is a one-stop online shop for all commercial and home growers. But what you're really known for is LED lighting, which, you know, you've been an industry leader for this when we laughed about it on our last show, but it's been over a decade. I mean, that's just like in cannabis, that's really unheard of. Let's make sure that we all begin at the same page. So give us a little background. Explain how LED works and the advantages of using LED to grow cannabis? That's a, that's a loaded question a lot there, right? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, give, we'll give a brief overview. I'll have to say that. If they want more information, of course, they can go to our website. We try to have a lot of science and all the explanations there that people would want if they want to do a deep dive. But let's just say LEDs present a new opportunity for growers to do things we as growers in the past couldn't have done. So in the past, we had a light bulb to work with, and you couldn't do much with it. You put the bulb up, you turned it on, maybe cooled it, maybe dimmed it, and that was about it. Now with LEDs, we can bring so much more control to our gardens. Both everyone knows or talks about the efficiency, whether it's in your house, in the headlights of your car, or in a grow, they talk about LEDs being so efficient. And yes, that is a huge part of it. But if you're really into the plant and you really believe in the plant and what it can do, what, what we can do with LEDs is take the plant to do things we could have never done with those old bulbs. Because those bulbs really weren't designed for growing plants. One of our original mottos was, you know, stop using street lights, start using plant lights. Because they really were street lights. And somebody mm -hmm. figured out at one point they can use them to actually grow plants. So with this new stuff, not only can we get more efficient and save energy, and a huge other side of that is we don't have heavy metals, heavy toxic metals that are found in large amounts inside of each one of those bulbs. So we can eliminate that. We can do better for the environment from an efficiency standpoint. And if you really love the plant and love growing it, you can learn quickly that with the right spectrum, you can really make things work differently. You can bring out some of the traits of the plant that you'd only normally find out under the sun. You wouldn't have found it under HPS because let's say there's no UV or there's not the right ratio of red to blue. So by putting the right light together, a true plant light, we can do things you couldn't have done with the old text. And from the grower standpoint, love of the plant, you can actually turn out a healthier, happier, more robust plant that at the end of the day turns out a better product for all of us to enjoy. Well, I remember last time when we talked and you told a, just a great story about how you just 
kind of stumbled into it, added ultraviolet light to the spectrum. And I'm going to completely mess this up, but it, <laughs> this is to save time here. I'm going to give you a quick overview. It was There was so much energy in the ultraviolet rays that it, they bounced off. And then by the time they got further into the canopy, they were exactly the type of ray that the, that the plant was looking for. So not just the top leaves in the canopy were benefiting by the ultraviolet light. And then the side benefit was, and this is the part that just blew my mind, was that if if I go outside and get hit by ultraviolet light, I tan. If a plant gets hit, they produce more sap. And that was like where all the good stuff was. That story sort of leads me to, to my next question. And that is, you guys are just known for your research. And the reason that you've stayed on top for as long as you have is because you're committed to this research. And, you know, recently I, I read a press release that you were approved as a, a legal hemp grower in Colorado which I thought was really, really cool. But then I, on further review, I saw that you're using a lot of that for research. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, that was really exciting. It's kind of a dream realized. You know, we've always wanted an on-site research facility. You know, we didn't know if it would go federally legal at some point, and we could do that because we obviously don't want to be on that side of the, the game as a lighting company to bring in THC and grow that from a federal standpoint. And then kind of the farm bill came through and, and hemp changed the game for us. And we said, well, we, we can't do necessarily THC-rich cannabis, but we can grow CBD-rich cannabis. They're both cannabis. It's a perfect analog for us to do research on. And we started designing it, went through the process, got licensed with the Colorado Department of Agriculture. As it took a while, we partnered with Hawthorne for some of the equipment. They helped supply some of it so we could build it out. It's really kind of a miniaturized commercial grow, if you will. And it's right there in our building, not too far from right where we build our lights. We're now testing those lights in this R&D facility. Man, that is so exciting. It's, I can just assure that there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs. Because like you said in, you know, in our previous episode, is that there, you can tinker with the LED and you can just adjust the spectrum. And then by playing it out over a course of a few different harvests, you can really zero in on what works best. I want to switch gears here. And we have so much to talk about, but it's hard not to have a conversation today and not talk about how COVID-19 has really impacted your business and the industry. I'm going to start off with home growers because a big portion of your business is supplying pretty much everything a home grower needs, including instructions. I remember you referred to it as the the no home depot kit, which I think is just so clever. I got to believe that it's been probably good for home growers. If they're stuck at home, this is probably something that they can do, you know, not be bored. Is, is that been the case? Yeah, you know, going into COVID, like everyone else, we had a lot of questions, and we, we really didn't know what to expect. However, uh, the good news I can report is that, as you just said, a lot of people, I think, are taking on projects, whether it's home improvement projects or gardening projects they've wanted to do for a long time. They're finding some extra time on their hands being at home. So, yes, we, we have seen you know, a bit of a mixed bag. We can speak about our commercial projects in a moment here, but what we have seen on the retail side, on the home grower side, is an uptick for sure. We're, we're seeing very strong sales and we're performing quite well. One, much better than expected, and two, even growth year over year. So that's not really what we expected to see going into this. We were hoping for it, and it has played out, I think, for the exact reasons you said, which is people are looking to take on projects or do something they've always wanted to do and now have the time to do it. So it has actually worked out okay for us. <laughs> they, they just ordered the No Home Depot kit online, <laughs> and they're off to the races. How about the large-scale cultivators? What have you seen happen there? 
Yeah, so that is the side that I think is being impacted. And I feel for all of our you know, partners we work with, whether they're existing commercial grows we've worked with over the years or ones that are co- trying to come online now, I think it's a little hard for them in a few ways. One, getting even inspectors on site or getting your general contractor or your trades on site to build out and get your facility ready. That's hard. Plus, I'm assuming for the capital markets, for them to raise money for grows, that's tightening up as well, I'm guessing, during COVID. So what we've seen is some of the projects are pushing for sure. Now, what the good news I can say is that we haven't run into any projects yet that we're trucking along and you know moving forward and investing money and getting ready to really enter the cannabis market. None of those have shut down. None of them have said, we're just throwing this out. You know, we're, we're done. We're walking away from this because of COVID. So that's kind of, I'd say, one good piece of news. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, we're definitely seeing projects push for some of the reasons I was just talking about, you know, whether they're having a hard time getting their capital to the table, or whether they're having a hard time literally getting work done to build the facility. We are seeing a bit of a push, but we're still getting projects across the finish line, the commercial projects. So I'd say there's a slowdown, but it does give us hope since they're not shutting down the projects per se, it really gives us hope that at the end, the ones that were able to keep going and got through it during the COVID shutdown, they'll be good. And then the ones that couldn't get it done during that, they'll hopefully be there to survive afterwards. And we'll see a bit of pent-up demand as we all come out. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. We ramped up how many vehicles we have in our fleet. We ramped up our team members, and we're forecasting that this isn't going to slow down. That th- this increase in surge will either plateau or keep on growing. So we need to maintain this current flow, whether it's moving products onto the shelves or the lab sampling that we're bringing to the labs, or the the, the cash that we're bringing to the to the Federal Reserve. Tune in on Thursday as we continue our Cannabis and Corona series with Ari Raptus from Talaria Transportation. And now let's get back to today's show. Speaking of when we come out of this, what's next for you guys? You know, for us, we're always working on the next greatest thing for us, which is, you know, generally it's either technology-based or it's always grow-focused, whether it's our lights or something else. So we're always working on those projects. We've really taken this opportunity of us working remotely. You know, we we actually shut down pretty early in the curve before it was mandated in Colorado. We shut down to just essential employees in the office. So basically just the people building lights, our production line and our shipping line, everybody else out of the office working remote. At the beginning, we we knew there'd be some, let's say, extra downtime that we might not normally have with business as usual. So we stepped back and said, well, what do you do during that time? And how do we get everyone to work together well and in terms of this, with us now working remote, we have a lot of employees that have never worked remote. So while it seems easy for some of us, some of them had a big adjustment period. And what we realized is this is an amazing opportunity to go after those projects, just like the home growers we were talking about, where they've got these projects they've been wanting to get to. I've been wanting to start a cannabis garden because I live in Colorado or some legal state or any of that. It's the same thing for us as a business. We said, look, there's these projects, a bunch of them, all businesses, I'm guessing, have them, um, projects you want to get to, you just can't find the time when you're growing the business to get to. So we took it as an opportunity to really look at some of those massive projects, not little ones, but bigger projects that are kind of company-wide or at least multi-departmental projects, and look at those, assess them, and actually go after some of them. So we've used it as a time to do the standard business we do, do everything we normally do, but fit in these projects 
that we haven't been able to get to for sometimes a year or two, you know, some of the things we've wanted to do. So what we anticipate is coming out of this stronger than ever because our infrastructure is honestly better than it's been in a while because we've had a chance to really <laughs> tighten those things up. So it's strange, but it's an interesting byproduct of the time. But as we come out of this, you know, we're looking forward to launching the next iteration of our product line. And so we've been working on that for over a year, but we're getting down to the wire here. So moving into that and then also preparing for what we anticipate to be somewhat of a, a backup, a pent-up demand. And also, of course, launching a new product is explosive growth because it'll be an amazing light. So in that case, we're also looking to raise some money to help us move through this time and explode out into the future. Yeah, because I know last time you were on the show, you were just wrapping up your Series A. And I think I, I actually got an email from somebody that said they wanted to know if it was still open. And you just mentioned that you, you will be doing another fundraising round. Yes, we are. We're just launching it right now. I mean, we did have one previous a while back, and we closed that down for sure. But now we're at a point where looking at getting ready to launch the next product line with what's going on with COVID and everything, and it's a good strategic time for us to step back, shore up the things we want, and be prepared. Because that's kind of what I feel like the mode we've been in with this COVID is really forward-looking and saying, okay, we've got this time. Let's use this to our advantage. And that's really what we're trying to do here. So we're just starting that raise right now. Wow. And I mean, this is a big opportunity because where are you going to find a 10-plus-year-old cannabis company with a, you know a proven track record for all those years? So. Like I said before, I had a couple people that reached out to me well after your close, your previous raise. I know there'll be a lot of interest for this. And we'll have all of your information in our show notes and on our website. So if anybody is interested, you can circle back and, and reach out to Noah directly. I'm, I'm sure he'll, you know, <laughs> everyone has a little extra time right now, so I'm sure he'll want to talk to you. Noah, I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, Let's do this again. Like I said, we have a few more episodes that we have to talk about, a lot of stuff that we never get to on these shows. Thanks for having me back on here, Dan. Really appreciate it. You stay safe and watch those. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.